0: Blah, blah. Oh. <sighs> Why, hello there, my beautiful audience, once again. Welcome to another episode of Pop Talk. And I am joined here today by a certain somebody, a certain somebody who I have clearly mentioned this individual's name once or twice before on this show and on, so to speak. I'm talking about my fiance, Veronica Scott. Hey, yo, how you doing?
1: Uh, <laughs> Hello, beautiful people.
0: <laughs> that's my line. What are you doing? <laughs> well, no, no, you deserve to call my audience beautiful people because that's exactly <laughs> who they are. How you doing, Veronica?
1: Mm I'm okay. You're doing all right. Yeah, I'm fine.
0: It's kind of new to you, right? Yeah, it's just a little the whole weird. the whole podcasting thing.
1: I've only ever listened to podcasts. So I've never been on one.
0: Well, it's a first, and us as a couple, we're usually doing a lot of firsts, so why don't we do a little toast, shall we? Compliments of Evan and Lyle giving us a bottle of wine. Cheers to you guys as well. Well, it feels kind of interesting actually having a normal person on my show for once, somebody who's not an obsessive movie lover like all my other guests, but you're just more of a TV person, am I correct?
1: Yeah, I tend to like uh, to get into TV shows. I feel like they can flesh out characters a little bit better.
0: Yeah, like what what types like long running shows or miniseries or like what are the what are your favorites really? Even though I already know this, just uh, for my just for my audience to know. I,
1: I think I like miniseries better, just because like usually I'll end up liking the whole thing. It doesn't have a the show never has a chance to like go sour or like ever have a lull. Like, uh, can I, like, name drop?
0: Yeah, it? yeah.
1: I, like, I I like the murder mystery shows. so I really like Dark Place. Oh, wait, no, that's what I'm reading. I'm reading Dark Places right now. Um, Sharp Objects. It's by the same author. Same as Gone Girl. But Sharp Objects is a show I really like. And we recently just started watching... Uh, the Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Yeah. One episode in. I've seen it already, but I have to get Cody in on the show's he's more a movie boy
0: but what's beautiful is that miniseries kind of feel like a nice medium ground between my world and your world where I'm totally fine with watching like 10 episodes or even less of a miniseries because it kind of feels like you're watching a bit of like an extended film but you're almost getting a little bit of a fill of watching something episodically as well
1: I feel like I just uh okay it's, I'm probably way off but like I feel like the way people describe reading books, it's like you get to know the characters inside and out. Yeah. And I feel like almost the next best thing is like a show because you get to flesh out the character, you know more about them, but a movie, it's just like an hour or two. uh, It's like, it's really just a glimpse into the, that world.
0: True. Yeah. I feel
1: like, but a movie is just so, so short in comparison.
0: Yeah. I, I agree to a certain extent about that. I mean, i think i'm just more about efficiency and kind of structure when it comes to films and there's
1: beginning middle and end.
0: exactly the problem with television shows is that they don't know when to end and not to say that movies don't know like when you have a franchise that has clearly been around for so long that all they're doing is just milking it like that's 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 an example
1: I i get tired of shows like that like I don't know if I should name drop ones that I stopped watching because of that, but... Oh no, tear them apart. Go for it. (laughs) No, I'm not even tearing them apart, but like, I'm I'm gonna get back into it, but like, Supernatural, I fell out of it, I got busy, but like, I got up to probably season 10 or 11. I'm not even that far off in the end, so I'm gonna finish it eventually. Also, another show that I quit was like, The Walking Dead. Uh, It's probably okay that I left off where I did. I left off... Around when, a little after Negan. Just a little after. I don't know, it's just like, they were having a big shootout, nobody got hurt, and I was just like, okay, this isn't realistic anymore. Even though zombies isn't realistic, but it's I don't a, know.
0: It's a meandering show that was a little, a little frustrating to watch as it went around, as it went along, it's I like should say. It's
1: nobody wants to see their main favorite characters get, like, killed off, but w- when somebody becomes so popular, you're like, ah, they're untouchable.
0: Yeah. I think the only shows that I've shown you were Lost, Avatar The Last Airbender, and the first season of True Detective. And those are the ones are that you actually got into. Are they
1: the only ones you've shown me? Like, is that actually true?
0: I think those are the ones that I've shown you that I personally love. Because, I mean, you love, you've already seen Breaking Bad, and I am a really big fan of Breaking Bad, but you've already had seen it before then but
1: yeah yeah i started watching breaking bad a while ago like a long time ago i mean yeah yeah i guess i've shown you a lot
0: you have shown me a lot yeah (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) well
1: see you're movie boy and i'm tv girl so it's funny because the type of shows that i watch it's not like all genres or anything like i can't watch uh reality tv like i just can't handle that i don't know i get really bored of it really fast Mm. But, like, I really liked True Detective you showed me, but I feel like shows on par with that that I've shown you was, well, okay, like Sharp Objects was really good. Oh, yeah. That's with Amy Adams, right? Yeah, yeah. Really good in that. Really, um,
0: really well made. Just a story that I couldn't personally get into. Like, like
1: One of the reasons you didn't like it was because you thought, it, uh, I think you maybe asked me while we were watching this, you asked me if this was a book turned into a miniseries and I was I said yes. So maybe the like shocking stuff that happens in that show is better to read and be shocked about than to like see unfold on camera but I still really liked it. Yeah. What's another one I've shown you? I've shown you a ton. I know I've shown you a ton like Doctor Who, Supernatural. Uh... Well
0: Doctor Who and Supernatural we got about like I would say a quarter of the way through the show maybe a little bit more with doctor who but
1: shows that i kind of stopped watching somewhere through i got to near the end of uh matt smith in doctor who i should continue it eventually it just i don't know i just lost interest a little bit but i i hate to say that because they were my very dear to me shows
0: yeah the funnest show you've ever showed me Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh yeah. I <laughs> like, do love Buffy. That is a solid show.
1: That's a show that was fun to watch because I feel like I re- I remember parts of it from watching it as a kid, but I never watched it like at, in its entirety, like the way yeah. you're supposed to watch it. Yeah. Like it, it's not like you can jump in, but you could be confused in certain episodes. Like, could you imagine jumping in on the body?
0: oh geez yeah
1: you wouldn't know okay we won't go into that No yeah spoilers, there's right? an episode
0: called it's, the body that's kind of heart-wrenching
1: <laughs> it, don't even say that but like it's it's uh <laughs> it's a really good watch lots of uh lots of good plot points yeah
0: and it's it's interesting just about like tell that dynamic between you and i like we're we're yeah. uh you show me it,
1: good movies i show you good shows well it's
0: just like we're an engaged couple you know i'd love to have you around for a while you know, oh hopes, hopes, <laughs> Jeez, I hope. I'd
1: hope. I. Really I. I'd hope so. <laughs> I hope to not have to get rid of you. <laughs> if you know what I mean.
0: But the fact that like one person comes from like a world of like cinema, and the other one comes from a world of television, it's kind of interesting how we just show each other. We introduce each other to a lot of worlds. It, it my is- my world that I introduce you to is more like the art house movies, or even like just the strange or surreal, or just like those very like specific films that stick to its guns in terms of its execution on whatever the genre is. Mm. And then you show me light, fun, fluff, like romantic comedies or oh, something that well, makes I you have, feel happy. I have
1: my favorites. <laughs> but okay, this is I feel like this is how I balance it out. Very dark shows, very fun, fluffy comedies.
0: That's what they call media diet.
1: Media diet. Media okay.
0: diet. You have to have a very healthy media diet between like the content oh. that you watch the shows that you watch, the movies that you watch, the books that you read, just you all it's all about balance.
1: But I feel like I had a turning point where it was like TV or shows like I obviously watched both. Mm-hmm. But so the first time I saw the first episode of Supernatural, I caught it on TV with my dad and maybe a couple of my sisters. I don't know. It was probably just me and my dad. We were watching it, and then I was thinking, damn, this is a good movie. This is really interesting. Oh, it's over. Oh, it's a show. Oh, oh, I actually have to tune in weekly to watch this show. Sure. Oh, okay, I guess. And then I got hooked on it, and then I was like, I never want this to end. I love this. Yeah.
0: As a matter of fact, I recall you saying, like, oh, I got so far into the show But up until like the last few episodes before the finale, you just decided to stop. You did that with Buffy. You did that with Breaking Bad. It's like you just you don't. (laughs)
1: It it, honestly, I feel like it's like I'm. I don't want the show to end, so I'll just save that last episode for like a perfect evening to be like, I'm going to watch it tonight, and then it's going to be over, and I'll be sad that it's over because it's like the show is done after. But then I get busy with life, and then it's. Months and months go by. I can't remember, but I may have waited a year until I saw the last couple episodes of Breaking Bad. You kind of forced me to watch it. Well,
0: you start Breaking Bad, you're gonna have to finish it. Around me, I know,
1: I know, I know. It's like I I went back, so I was rewatching a couple episodes, but like it had just gotten so intense, I had to like hit the pause button and yeah, take a breather and do something else. But oh
0: no, the last like four or five episodes of Breaking Bad do ramp up and get pretty intense but that's definitely a conversation for another day
1: okay so going back to what you were saying about like media diet it reminded me of like this is gonna sound kind of silly but the first time i saw the exorcist i was i don't remember how young i was but i was definitely too young to watch that movie it was very scary but so after watching the exorcist and having like just being so scared i, I guess it was just on tv but we watched an audrey hepburn movie called Wait Until Dark. Audrey Hepburn plays a blind woman in her apartment. And I'm forgetting, I'm a little fuzzy on the details, but there's, I don't know, something to do with drugs and, like, the I guess the mafias. Somebody bad is, like, after her and, like, looking for something in her apartment. And she's, like, alone and blind in her apartment and has to, like, use things in the apartment to, like, defend herself. Mm-hmm. It's very scary, and it's it's, a, well, it's. not as scary as The Exorcist. It was a good cool-down movie, but it's still pretty creepy. Like, there's a moment where she is setting up her apartment in order to defend herself if she needs to, and she puts acid in a flower pot with flowers in it. And then when the person is, like, in her home, and she's like, are you standing right in front of me? And he's like, yeah, I'm standing right in front of you. She, like, dumps the... Flower pot on his face. Oh shit! Like to to get away. So, oh, I don't know why I just jumped right into that one, but like that—that's a good example of like cool down movie for me. I feel like I just got really into these like horror thrillers at a young age. It's
0: a it's a big coincidence, but I definitely want to bring up what you just said about watching something intense and then trying to balance that out with something a little bit light, because that kind of segues or ties into the film that we're going to be talking about today. So. Like I said, you showed me a lot of romantic comedies and in romantic comedies and actually both the horror genre, and this will sound ironic later when I talk about the very first time I watched the film that we talked about today, but the two genres of film, romantic comedy and horror are ones that don't really appeal to me as much, even though that there's a really good handful of films out of those genres that click really well. Um, There is one film that you and I were aware of when we got to know each other. We watched it before we made it official. We watched it since being a couple. And we've now seen it twice after being engaged, but the second time being last night prepping for this podcast. And of course, I'm talking about Bedazzled from 2000. <laughs> it's it's 21 years old.
1: Oh, God, don't say that.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: It's, Whatever. A... <laughs> it, it's legal it's legal it's finally coming to its own
0: yeah it, well you kind of have to come into terms with certain things the older we get but mm-hmm. that's beside the point <laughs> i don't even
1: know honestly i know you're gonna ask me when i've seen this movie like when i first saw it yeah no idea you have I no just idea know it it's, I know it in my bones
0: okay, so that crosses off that question but before we I get into just my history behind it Sorry, let's I'm, let's give I'm let's give I'm some people the, uh, you're ruining my <laughs> shtick right now. this is my formula, and I like to stick with it
1: minme
0: <laughs> so but, <laughs> yeah. so yes, bedazzled came out in the year two thousand. It stars Brendan Fraser and Elizabeth Hurley, and it's directed by Harold Ramis, Egon Spangler himself, from had, Ghostbusters.
1: See, I don't have TV brain like you, or movie brain as I call it. I was it. about to say, TV brain. <laughs> <laughs> I have TV brain, you have movie brain. Um, but I had no idea he was the one that directed it, Yeah, I, but I guess there's a reason I liked it so much.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, hes it's not the first movie that he's directed. He's done uh, Stripes. I don't know if you've ever seen that.
1: No, I have not. No? Is it good?
0: I haven't seen it in years to be honest I can almost watch it again and to be like for the very first time so it it's definitely do a rewatch but he did uh, Groundhog Day.
1: Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, that's
0: a great one. Uh he's he's also had his hands on the script with uh, Animal House and um of course Ghostbusters and a few other ones. And sadly Harold Ramis passed away several several years ago. Um but he's left behind a great legacy and a little gem that is called uh bedazzled now, by all means, it's not a masterpiece. It's not really a great movie, but it's definitely a film that I always like to churn on because it just provides some sort of comfort with not just me but with you as well.
1: Yeah, honestly, I have no idea how many times I've seen it, but like and I hadn't seen it for a bunch of years before I saw it again with you when we started to date, but yeah, I know that movie too well.
0: The first time that I ever ever seen it. Similar to what you said about how your cool down movie was uh, dark. What was wait, it called? Wait until dark. Wait until dark after you watch The Exorcist. So way back in the day, that summer in between grade school and high school, I used to stay a lot at my nan and Papa's house. Like I'd spend like maybe like three or four days, if not a week there, just because mm-hmm. I liked hanging out with them there. And like, just was like a nice like second home. Right. Yeah. And they lived down the road from a Rogers video. One, one time I rented both The Fly and bedazzled. Now I know oh, the f- together. Together, yes. Oh God! And it was the very first time that I ever seen both of those. Now, while yes, and I know that I've been trying to push you to watch The Fly again for the longest time, I've but uh, <laughs>
1: I don't want to see any more disintegrating people. It's a it's it's, it's a it, I don't want
0: it. <laughs> it's a it's a grotesque and horror wait, film.
1: Didn't we just find out from Lyle the other day that the main character's name is Veronica? Yes, we have. Yes, Ugh. yeah, yes.
0: <laughs> um and bedazzled was a nice cool down movie after watching the fly but one thing i said to myself back then and i didn't know what the word chemistry was back then but i i said to myself if there's one thing that bedazzled and the fly shares is that i liked the relationship between the two main characters so like gina davis and jeff Goldblum had really a really good dynamic like strong chemistry in it and so did brendan fraser and elizabeth hurley in this movie and ever since then, I've just been rewatching it over and over again. I, I And I don't know. There was just something maybe about it during that time. I was also nervous about talking to girls and to try to, like, you know, show my true colors and try to figure out, like, what do girls want, you know, out of a guy and stuff like that. So maybe it just struck, like, a kind of a chord with me during that time and when I was young trying to figure myself out kind of thing.
1: It's funny. You and I both got way different things from that movie. Oh, Yeah. Uh, well, we both went to Catholic school and everything. Yes. Not to get, like, too into faith or anything like that, but I feel like, for me, it was more about watching it and being like, okay, so you can be, like, the devil and, like, somewhat good and, like, kind of, I don't know, just kind of figuring it out, seeing different, I feel like seeing different angles of...
0: Yeah, like, you think, like, trying to find, like, hell on earth and hell... Heaven on Earth, kind of thing, like yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know, like uh I know this is a way jump into the movie, but like the last, I don't know, ten minutes when like she's talking to him afterwards. Like it's the movie portion is done and it's just kind of wrapping up. Yeah, the whole like you don't have to look hard to see Heaven on Earth or exactly stuff like that. yeah, the like, whole theme. Yeah, I don't know. It just I feel like what I got out of it was there are good people in the world, there are bad people in the world, there's everything that falls in between. And I don't know, you just be a good person and you'll be fine. Like Yeah. That's kinda like what you got like out of that's it. That's what I got out of it. It wasn't so much a ooh, Elizabeth Hurley in fourteen or fifteen thousand outfits. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, i I didn't really do like a proper trivia with Pop Quiz, but uh Do you know the exact number of how many outfits Elizabeth Hurley wore in this film? I
1: unfortunately think I saw your little sheet of paper and it was 14 or 15.
0: No, you're close, but it was 19. 19. 19. Yes. So why don't we give our audience a little bit of a general idea of what this movie is? Yeah, yeah. So essentially what this movie is about is Brandon Fraser plays this guy named Elliot who works at this computer company. This
1: goofy, nerdy guy who says the word chickettes.
0: Yeah, like he's very quirky and kind of a loser because he doesn't really have that many friends. And his coworkers who just sort of humor him that are in his office, he doesn't really realize that he he's kind of oblivious that they're making fun of him.
1: I feel like he knows they're making fun of him, but he needs to have some friends. Because I think he literally says to Elizabeth Hurley playing the devil later that you were like the best, like the closest friend I've ever had. feel like that just shows kind of how sad and lonely his little life was
0: oh for sure yeah it's definitely with that oh and
1: like in the beginning when we're seeing the little quotes around people doormat is on him
0: yeah doormat loser uh loner loner uh virgin i think was one (laughs) i don't know not that's a bad thing it's just they're totally trying to rip on his character to be just like so pathetic and apparently i don't know if you knew this Test audiences for this film were so squeamish and uncomfortable with Brendan Fraser that, like, they actually had to cut the film down a bit.
1: Why? Why squeamish? Like, squeamish that he was so nerdy? They
0: found his awkwardness so abundant and so much that they were like, oh shit, this is probably not going to be appealing to a lot of people, like a general audience. But... That's kind of a critique I have against the movie. I, I know I'll talk more about the premise while we go through, but like, it's a bit of a critique that I have about the film where it, it's just so streamlined, the film. Like It feels like there's a lot of stuff cut out, and I know I want to go through this when we talk about the film a little bit more, but there's parts where I feel like there were sections cut out. It feels like it's just enough of like the basics of getting to know this character, of him being sort of that awkward type. But I kinda wanted it to relish a bit. And to knowing that this is a Harold Ramos film, where he likes to like really like let things play out in terms of improv, in terms of like just letting actors do their thing, I feel like Brandon Fraser, as fun as he is in this film, especially when he starts to play these eccentric characters that we'll get to, all he has is just like the bare minimum. And what that's do you how mean the
1: mean by bare minimum
0: where it's like they cut they cut out all that stuff that he probably like had so much to like relish with you know you know what I mean like I I don't I don't know if I'm describing it well but it just it feels like all that's left is just like the the basic foundation of an awkward character
1: oh yeah like when you think of an awkward character this is what we get yeah it's not oh I, I see what you're trying to say it's not over the top
0: yeah or just completely like relished in the the improv and just like because I think it's, like, the first 10 minutes until the in, the inciting incident, like, the, oh. the premise is officially set up. And usually a rule of, of thumb with me is that, like, spend a good 20 minutes and then establish your premise or your inciting incident. But it's, like, really 10 minutes into the movie. It's very fast. That's what I feel like. There's a lot of stuff in the office that I feel like they could have just shown, like, deleted, like, all that stuff that's probably on the, the editing room floor. Like I
1: feel like a lot of the stuff at the office was to show his co-workers and then show hanging out with him at the bar after work yeah but also to show that allison works at the same job that yes. he has it's like setting up the fact that they work together but she doesn't know him at all
0: yeah his co-workers carol dan bob and jerry they're all just assholes to him very passive assholes to him
1: it's kind of a touchy subject but like elliot's a nerd are they assholes for being rude to him or are they in the right because he's so annoying to them and kind of like puts himself in these cringy situations
0: well i mean there's definitely a, you know there's people that are in, in, in life that we've known where they're just kind of unbearable even though that they mean well but we you have no choice but to feel like i want to distance myself from this person yeah. but this is coming from a person like elliot who hasn't really figured himself out yet but that's his journey
1: i feel like nobody in real life could be this cringy but i feel like he's just so trying to fit in with people even though they're jerks and like they don't want him to be around but they are just like they won't outright say like we don't want you to be here like leave they're like dancing around it
0: yes yeah i agree
1: so i feel like he's just kind of trying to be a person that they would somewhat like but he's still like his kind of like nerdy annoying self being like let's go to the bar and we'll Find out or see the chickettes and like stuff like that.
0: Yeah, his terms are very questionable. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry boatberry Boperi B Fi Ferry I love
1: <laughs> the part in the hallway where the one guy's leaving and he's like shaking his head to the other guy coming into the hallway, but then it's too late. Yeah, he's like,
0: No, 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 don't, don't. Elliot's there. It's <laughs> yeah, too late, Elliot. It's too late. <laughs> singing about his name. <laughs> yeah. And then when uh Elliot meets up with his coworkers at the bar who lied to him saying like they're not going to be there tonight, Elliot just shows up anyways and he's like
1: But that just shows you how lonely it is. He wasn't invited, but he and they said that they wouldn't be there, but he's just going to go and yeah. check it out anyway.
0: So here is where the whole premise starts to come up. So Elliot has a crush on one of his coworkers named Allison, played by Francis O'Connor. Mm-hmm. And she's definitely like that standard, you know, pretty girl at the office, you know
1: blue eyes, blue sandy eyes. Blonde hair.
0: Sandy blonde hair. Exactly. So he tries to like make a move, completely strikes out. She like walks the other way. And then he says to himself, I would give up my soul to have her in my life. He
1: doesn't actually say that. Or something like, um, like that. When we were watching it yesterday, he said god i would give anything to be with her oh yes i was i was saying god yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, i feel like okay this is just my supernatural brain like (laughs) working but i feel like okay i was thinking maybe i was reading too into it but i was thinking the intro to the movie where it shows all these people people and it shows like their secrets or like their things about them yes it's uh, so not one. It was just like drinks from the carton, or maybe that's the ending. I forget what some of the ones in the beginning were saying. Uh,
0: one was like uh,
1: sinner, saint. I saw yes, that. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: But there was other ones like.
0: To, to give a general uh, idea of what it is, it's just basically like society, like in a city or around the world, and it's like fast paced. It's kind of like sped up footage of just the world, but then it will freeze frame on people and show a highlight of like a characteristic that's yeah, about them. Like, like yeah.
1: one would be like always late for work, always on time for work, yeah, steals food from the girls. Oh, I remember store. when
0: there was it was an ex yuppie mm-hmm. and an ex hippie. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah, was yeah.
0: a homeless guy as an ex yuppie, and the other guy, the guy that's like, I guess like a business guy is a ex-hippie
1: nice so i what i was going to say about that was what if that was the devil looking at society trying to find someone who to work her charms on
0: so you're saying like the intro was almost like her scoping the world to try to find her next yes. person and
1: then she settled on san francisco because it did kind of tighten in oh yeah san yeah francisco. that's true and then when elliot says dear god i would give anything to be with her then we are
0: introduced to the highlight oh god i'm about to get a slap in the face from veronica oh (laughs) Uh oh here we go (laughs) elizabeth hurley playing the devil
1: so i think her ears like perked up and she's just like that one
0: yes and immediately elliot is completely attracted by from her because like you know she's it's elizabeth hurley She's she's uh yeah let's just put it this way when I was a kid watching Austin Powers, the first one, and then this other silly Disney film called um, My Favorite Martian.
1: Oh, yeah, she is. She's a yeah, yeah. reporter. She's a reporter, yeah. All right.
0: I think she wears like, there's one scene where she wears almost like the same red dress. Oh, that's funny. Yeah.
1: I feel like I saw her first in Austin Powers, probably like you too.
0: Yeah. And that, and that was as a kid, mm-hmm. even I it was just one of those discoveries. Well, I'm attracted to women. It was just like, oh, there we go. I, I'm attracted to her. I've confirmed it. You know? yeah, heard it
1: here first. So now that we're into the movie and I can talk about it a little bit more. Sure. I love how as soon as she tells him she's the devil, the princess of the underworld, and he doesn't believe her. she's. I feel like she's pulling out all these, like, pulling out the big guns, in so to speak. So, like... Oh, you have a card there. It's confirmed. You're the devil. She's oh, like, you have a business
0: card that just says the devil. Yep. That proves a lot.
1: Proves it. <laughs> she, like, immediately after switches outfits real quick oh yeah in the blink of an eye get
0: used to that in the film and almost do a drinking game when you watch this movie oh. every scene it could be mid-scene and she's just in another oh, outfit it's
1: so fast but she has basically super power. she's the devil
0: kudos to the costume designer of this film she oh, must have man. had a blast
1: oh yeah red is the main color of choice for the devil
0: red and there's also a little bit of black and there's oh, some white and you i know, remember yeah.
1: just as it's ma- it's predominantly red yeah um but yeah she has to like kind of prove that she's the devil and i love that she switches outfits. she's laying on top of a lamborghini or something like a car fancy car boy talk um <laughs> and then she has a flaming drink and she just tosses it back into the car
0: and i love his reaction when he's just trying to put it out like okay when i think of brendan fraser i think of like badass rick o'connell from like the mummy movies oh yeah, yeah. and it's just so funny Seeing him try to put it like this little fire out going, you can't do that. That's very dangerous.
1: (laughs) Just Just,
0: I sound exactly like that. That's a good impression of him. (laughs) So as a demonstration to prove that the devil is who she says she is, she said to Elliot, make one wish. Anything you want. He's like, of
1: course, he doesn't really believe her at this point.
0: Yeah, he's just like, "Uh, I wish for a Big Mac and a large Coke. And then you think right away it's supposed to appear on a platter. Nope. (laughs) They get it, get onto a city bus. They go to the McDonald's. They order it. He doesn't, he, she didn't even have her money or purse on her. He, he left
1: ha- it in the underworld. Sh-
0: she left it in the underworld. He had to pay for it. And he's like, wow, yep, this is truly the work of the devil. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get any fries. Well, he didn't
1: wish for fries.
0: Well, it's funny. The guy even offered fries with that. And she said, no. It's like, well, yeah, because well, he didn't want it. Spoke it's up. She should it. speak up. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, Elliot wasn't really convinced so she drives him all the way to her nightclub called what was it called again dv8 dv8 now do you know i don't know yeah
1: you had something to tell me about this but you didn't say
0: i wanted to save it for surprise because i like to do that i like to get genuine genuine people's reactions to fun facts about film it's awesome okay (laughs) apparently the devil's club called dv8 is lou's tavern from fight club The very first scene where the narrator and Tyler Durden are talking in the tavern and then they go outside, right outside. I want you to hit me as hard as you can scene. That's the same lot. That's the same building. The exact same lot, same building. Yeah. Yeah. I think what it was, it's probably like a 20th century Fox situation. Those were both Fox properties and usually studios are like, just use like this lot that we've already paid for for another film. Mm. That's probably what it is. I won't be surprised if it, I'll, I'll, I won't be surprised if that's actually what happened. And then when we enter into the DV8, there's something that kind of reminds you of something, right? Like so,
1: because I am movie or TV girl. Yeah. Um. Me and Cody decided to try out The Stand. So we watched The Stand, and this DV8 club. It kind of reminded me of the Vegas club in The Stand. We watched the remake, The Stand that just came out. It's a very obviously toned down version, but still the same. Like, people are obviously probably sinning in this club. It's, but it also, because we do see the club twice in this movie. The yeah. first time we see the club, it's very flashy. Somebody gives, like, there's lots of, like, sexy women around, and he's not going for that. So I feel like that's why there's, like, other things there. Like, somebody comes up with a plate of cookies, and he's like, oh, these look like my grandmother's cookies and he eats one he's like this is my grandmother's cookies and i feel like that's just another uh, i feel like you see it so many times in this movie but that's another thing it's like the devil is like giving you that false sense of security like yes. giving you like kind of just showing you what she can do for you
0: that's a good point yeah and that's kind of just... what she does throughout the whole film aside from the seduction that she's clearly luring oh, him yes, in yes
1: she he... obviously yeah. chose that form to like be pleasing to the eye for him exactly. don't you think? yeah and so it's just like well, we'll get into it a little bit more but this is like a business almost yeah there's a contract and everything like it's like it's like what people do like uh, trying to close a sale you're yeah. bending over backwards for this person you're giving them cookies you're making them feel at home all to get them to sign the contract
0: yeah and when Elliot finally does get convinced when he realizes that there's a chance for him to be with Allison. That's what the whole film is about. He signs a a contract that entitles him to have seven wishes in return for the devil to own his soul. And let's just now go through just the wishes, shall we? Because the wishes are the highlight of the film. So what Elliot does is that he wishes his life to be drastically different from the life that he has now. It, with each sing, it, with each wish it's sort of a monkey's paw situation where it's like a, be careful what you wish for because there's something that goes horribly wrong that he has to completely bail out with this little like kind of looks like almost like a calculator it's just him he has oh, to oh pre-
1: yeah it looks like a red calculator but it's supposed to be a little pager
0: yeah like a pager he has to press 666 and that just like blasts him back into the reality that he came it, from it's
1: supposed, it's not so much blasting him back into the reality yes it is but it it brings him straight to her. So whatever yes. she's doing, she could be uh, walking well, down the street. She can be redirecting she was a, she, traffic. She
0: was a, the meter She was the meter. What? Uh, she was the meter maid. She was the meter maid. And just, like, sabotaging all the streetlights for everybody to get into a car crash in this busy in- intersection. There's one point where she's a nurse in a hospital and she, she's she looks- substituting all the pe- people's pills for candy.
1: <laughs> she looks so happy when she's, like, destroying things in oh, traffic. Oh, that's
0: great. Even uh, when she plays, like, that almost, like, substitute teacher and was just all, like, to the... All, it's, and it's a class filled with boys,
1: oh, keep in course, mind. of course, of course. She's
0: like, no homework tonight. You know, history, what's done is done. Math... Nah, you're not gonna use that any time in life, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or English, you know, da da da. da Just you know, just go home and show up tomorrow around. I don't know, 10-ish. sleep in, all good, no yeah, rush.
1: Play lots of video games. <laughs> don't neglect your yeah. Fun it's things. very,
0: it's very tongue in cheek the way that she's like influencing just the the evilness in life. I should say. Well,
1: I don't, like that, I wouldn't even say that that's evil, but she she is encouraging people to be lazy. And yeah, not exactly. Their, not do their studies. Yeah, I, I do like that scene, though, because like, if I like a movie enough, I'll like look up stuff about it, not to do research for a podcast, just to do research just for the fun of it.
0: So what did you find out?
1: Um, I don't even know if it was me that found this out or if someone told me this, but apparently that outfit she wears as the substitute teacher, it's like classic kind of schoolgirl thing, but mm. it's like a red blouse and like very short, like skirt yep um it's actually her own clothes it wasn't
0: <laughs> really yeah that's that was hilarious it was her own outfit. oh i did not know that that's hilarious so the first wish that he went on was he said i like to be very rich and very powerful and married to allison so he ends up waking up and he's a Colombian man with like a, the nose and the it's... the tan and it's just it, it, Brendan Fraser is completely unrecognizable.
1: It's funny because I didn't really realize uh, until we were watching a bit of the like making of, he looks so different and I just kind of thought like oh they just make him look different like whatever but I didn't even notice like from way back then like oh his nose is a bit bigger like there's a prosthetic on his nose, he has contacts in, yeah. yeah 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 for crazy sure the extent
0: it's crazy it's, it's a- like unbelievable, maybe even yeah.
1: fake teeth in this one or i know they do fake teeth in another one
0: and he's quite fluent with spanish oh yeah it's kind of funny well because the whole thing oh, is that
1: and and russian right
0: in and russian China? at one point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that why he's speaking that one but uh yeah it's just funny how he realizes that he's speaking spanish as well like he's just like He's saying in Spanish, oh, sorry, people, I don't speak Spanish. Wait a minute, I'm speaking Spanish. He's just, like, Like, freaking out so happy.
1: Spanish teacher could see me now.
0: So it's kind of funny how in all of his wishes, all of his colleagues or friends or all his coworkers... Yeah, just the
1: coworkers that were rude yeah. to him before didn't want to hang out with him. It's like different personas. I mean, they almost. are still not that great. In oh, wishes. not
0: really. But like, it's just they're like they're there. It's like a cute little touch where you're like, they're, oh, hey, it's this coworker. They're, like,
1: they're, in the first one, they're kind of fake because they work for him, but they're like not letting him know that his wife is like sneaking around with the English teacher kind of thing. Like, yeah they're not friends in that way yeah they're, that's they're what that's what elliot being paid by
0: him oh for sure like you wish to get rich and powerful and famous or not even famous just rich and powerful right away and
1: be with the woman you want to and be, be with, right
0: with the woman that you want to be with the problem is allison doesn't love elliot yeah, in this he universe he he
1: wanted to be married to, to yeah allison. he never said that he wanted allison to be Head over heels in love with him
0: because Allison is sleeping with her English teacher, Raúl. 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 That's
1: such a fun name to growl. <laughs> Raúl.
0: So when Elliot finds out about this, he confronts her, and she just flat out says, "I despise you. I loathe the very thought of you. I never want to be with you."
1: I love what she says. She would. If she saw him again, she'd love to just, like, vomit non-stop, but she would be happy because she would know it's the last time she ever had to look at him. It's so rude. It's
0: so rude. And then everything comes to a halt when he's called by all of his men to go out to this farm or the factory. factory. Yeah, out to this factory to inspect their product that he's like what the you flour. you dragged me all the way out here just because some guys were stealing some flour or sugar and he takes like a little whiff of it and he starts spitting it out and like he... oh,
1: it's cocaine yeah that's cocaine. Like, <laughs> that was really funny because that was like i feel like that is something i quoted like, when I was a kid, like, it's cocaina!
0: Like, <laughs> he's a Colombian drug lord. Yeah, he
1: figures out that he's a Colombian drug lord. And he's, oh, didn't we really, we love the part where he's, like, getting into the car to go to the factory? He's this Colombian drug lord, and he's putting on a seatbelt and he looks so scared, and just kind of, like, not what you would expect. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, well, it's a nice subtle touch, too, with the seatbelt. Like, and it turns out that Raul is a part of the People that are smuggling all of his drugs out of the
1: factory. Oh, no, they're not smuggling it. Um, oh, Are they stealing it? Like, they, they're they taking over. They're like, we're going to run okay. this now. He's saying, like, I've taken your woman, I'm going to take the factory, and your people are with me now. And they're just kind of like, eh. And you can see, like, cocaine's all over one guy's nose. <laughs> it's, it's just, like, sampling the product. Doesn't matter. It's in the background. But...
0: <laughs> That guy, that guy that has the cocaine all over his nose, his name is Orlando Jones. He's actually a really underrated comedian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he didn't really go anywhere. But all the movies that I've seen him in, he's so funny. Like I mentioned a movie to you recently called uh, Evolution. Okay. Where it's like the closest as being a Ghostbusters movie, but it's not really a Ghostbusters movie.
1: Oh,
0: okay. He's hilarious in that one. Now, obviously, Elliot bails out.
1: The wish did not go as planned. The wish did
0: not go as planned. Now, before we move on to what the next one's going to be, I feel like out of all the wishes, the Colombian Drug Lord one was actually the one that felt the most fleshed out like they felt like they put the most effort into that one.
1: Well, maybe that also has to do with like this was that was the first one, and also little mistakes happened
0: true, but I don't know as we get through them, I just feel like some kind of just kind of went and cut just felt like they came and went, sort of so sort to of speak, but we'll get to that, but
1: it, it was more about learning about how you have to word the wish. Yeah. Because like even though Elizabeth Hurley as the devil is like trying to help him out, she's also like every time he makes a wish she's kind of listening to it with her like devil ears being like how can I kind of mess this up?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah yeah for sure. For yeah. sure. And then when Elliot finds out that like you know okay now we really need to get to the core of what Allison wants. Uh, the devil takes Elliot to Allison's bedroom. And Allison, it's like a ghost situation where they Allison doesn't even know that they're there. But I just find it hilarious that the devil's like, hey, Allison's in the shower naked. Why don't you go check it out? He's like, what? No. You have to think I'm some... Do you think I'm some sort of sick, twisted, pathetic pervert or something? She goes, yeah. And then he went, well, in that case, I'll just take a quick look.
1: I <laughs> just makes me think he's not a good person. But I, I feel like... It's the joke. Of, I know, I know joke. it's the joke. It's just like...
0: So as we carry on, when they look through Allison's bedroom, they stumble across her diary and she talks about how she's wanting to meet like a really sensitive person. So Elliot's like, all right, my second wish is I wish I was the most sensitive man in the whole world and I want her to love me. So we cut to him on a beach and he's like, he has orange hair, freckles.
1: He also has blue eyes and he's wearing like uh, teeth that are short. Because they said that makes him kind of look younger.
0: Oh, did you see that? Like... Yeah,
1: that's what, what it, it was in the costume design. Ah, thing. okay. He's wearing, do you see how his teeth look different?
0: Oh, I guess I never really noticed it. I didn't either
1: too. It's just until I heard that fact that hmm. I was like, oh. But yeah, like when he was saying, I wish I was the most sensitive man in the world and I want her to love me. Um, I like that he's like, most emotionally sensitive and she's like damn i could have had a lot of fun with that that would have been really funny like whatever it was like if he was sensitive to light or sensitive to touch could you imagine if he was just like the most skittish person
0: yeah yeah
1: oh that'd be funny
0: like the sun is too sensitive to him but no he's really affectionate towards the sun because he's every like time very
1: emotional.
0: because every time he looks over at the sunset he starts to weep
1: <laughs> i love that that that's another thing that i quoted from this movie I think so often.
0: you and i have quoted this all the time take it away
1: when's that darn thing gonna set <laughs>
0: <laughs> so as elliot is gushing his heart out to allison in poetic ways which fun fact do you know who was the person that was singing or no sorry the person that was uh playing the the guitar no it was harold Ramis, the director
1: ah I, was like, I like that. He's like, dolphins, dolphins, I adore everything you are.
0: And then she's, he's like, okay, I'll stop. She's like, good.
1: Oh, no, no. I mean, just keep going.
0: Because <laughs> yes, as we start to realize as they're sitting there on the beach, Allison is just feeling like she is so overly whelmed and kind of I feeling feel like, like it is, it's too much for her.
1: She's just like being wrapped in bubble wrap by him yeah. emotionally. Oh, yeah, and of course, every now and then, he looks over at the sunset, and he starts crying a little bit, and she's just like, why are you crying? What's up?
0: And then they're approached by a few jocks on the beach that kind of just snatch Allison away from...
1: But, and, it, and then again, they're the coworkers. They're the coworkers. workers yeah. But that's another thing that I want to say, that I feel like the coworkers in every scenario aren't that great towards him. Like, in this one, they're, like, kicking sand in his face, Yeah. Being like, uh, you're a little loser. Uh, And then they ask Allison if she wants to go get a beer and she accepts because she just wants to get away from uh, Yeah, I want to say Emmett.
0: Emmett. (laughs) Elliot. Uh, Elliot. Yeah. Well, it's very consistent because she says when she finally just puts her foot down, she says, you're just too sensitive for me. I still love you but enough is enough. I just want someone to just sort of be a little bit rough around the edges with me and sort of I mean, it's definitely for the joke for her to say, I want a man to take advantage of me and treat me like dirt and just want to get into my pants. And then one of the coworkers is like, that would be me.
1: That would be me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Because it is, it is much. It is definitely a bit much. And especially that last shot where he's like, Using the pager, and he like
1: throws it throws it crying. back, and
0: he's still crying. It's it looks like a painting. Can we please have that on the wall someday? Just that photo. I'm that gonna sunset? throw it up there.
1: Okay, if that sunset photo with him
0: was... with him just all like ah, it's, no, too,
1: much. it's too much. Too much. Too much. <laughs> uh, and of course, he bails out back to the devil.
0: Elliot starts to like just be suspicious about this right away and confronts the devil about it. Like you're just. Purposely sabotaging my wishes, aren't you? And then (laughs) she completely guilt trips him and breaks down. saying him
1: like a fiddle. How
0: can you say that? Do you think I like being the devil? My life is a living hell, literally. (laughs) How dare you? So he apologizes. They make up and all that. And then when he realizes how fast, like, you know, Allison went for those guys on the beach, he sort sort of realized, wait a minute. I want to be big and tough and be strong. But I also want to be, like, respected and have lots of fans. And they're like, wait a minute. How about you just be a basketball player?
1: Yeah, but then also he says, I want to do something that I like. And that kind of ties into the fact that this ba- uh, this uh, basketball team. Yes. It's like, I feel like in this universe, it actually is a team. So he just gets put on that team because it's the Diablos.
0: Yeah, the Diablos. Yeah, We
1: see a sticker for it in his cubicle.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And
1: I noticed this yesterday when we were watching it that first scene with Elizabeth Hurley where she's at the pool table and she like summons him over mm-hmm. and is saying the whole thing like let's go talk somewhere private yep. I have an offer to give you in that on a tv in the background you see the Diablo's playing
0: oh there's a basketball game going on cool yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I don't remember if it says Diablo's playing it but probably it's like is basketball it's just like yeah. It, what what do you call that it's like foreshadowing in the background
0: it's just like nice little setups ahead of time to just kind of build the character up to know like even if it's like stuff that goes over your head you know mm-hmm. like elliot's a fan of basketball so of mm-hmm. course he's gonna wish that he's a basketball player mm-hmm. i love just like this dated gay panic scene where she's like okay i'm gonna perf- uh, pers- personify you as dennis rodman and she's just wearing like this like like flamboyant outfit and he starts screaming like no no she's like i'm kidding i'm kidding michael jordan he's like deal i was like it's so bad and then we cut to the (laughs) i love how ridiculously tall they put him as and he's like the most amazing player i think he makes michael jordan run for his money just like well it's,
1: it's like <laughs> they showed us a little bit how they did it like it's a lot of foreshadowing and or not foreshadowing like
0: oh rear projector a yeah. lot of a lot of force perspective kind yeah, of stuff yeah yeah it's very it's very like you know they uh, like standard
1: in on in post and everything
0: it's very standard rudimentary kind of effects but like i think it does the job done because
1: and he looks um, so different like, he looks bleach, so drastically different and i and i air. oh god you know
0: i'm happy brennan fraser like i love Brendan fraser i've always have i loved him in oh. encino man i loved him in george of the jungle i loved him in the first two mummy movies I i'm happy like... that he's getting a bit of a resurgence soon he's going to be in a martin scorsese film and a darren aronofsky film which is awesome good oh, for him oh. Shadow. Yeah, out I,
1: like, I never knew what happened with him because like i really liked him in george of the jungle and uh this obviously I loved him in this. Oh, the mommy. He was so good yeah. in the mummy. Yeah,
0: have you ever seen that movie Blast from the Past? No. With Alicia Silverstone? And you
1: just showed me Instinto man
0: <laughs> He's good enough. It. it was pretty funny. Link. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Check movie. out my nugs Wheezing the Juice. <laughs> oh. oh, Sorry. Oh yeah, we have neighbors. I forgot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look at that. It's so <laughs> loud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I love it's 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 really um. It's really accurate. No offense to athletes sometimes, but sometimes athletes have no idea what to say when uh, commentators are trying to ask them how the game was, that they always go, uh, we played pretty good tonight. Like, they just, they have no idea what to say. It's like... like, it's this public reception stuff they're put on the spot. I just, but he just, he makes his character look so much more dumb
1: <laughs> oh yeah well he didn't ask to be smart he asked he asked to be big and good yeah. at basketball
0: so that's a bit of the catch that he'll find out
1: but the big the funniest gag on this one, i feel like most of the wishes have like a really funny part that i really like for this one it's the amount of sweat that he oh is sweating my gosh. <laughs> he's like it's but it, it's it's like I how do i describe this it's like it's just it's constant not, it's sweat. It's not <laughs> light sweat. It's just a constant stream of sweat. It's like when it shows the reporter, it shows it pouring down to him as well. Yeah. It's just like, it's it's a constant stream. And as he and a,
0: as he's talking, it's like spitting onto the reporter and it's getting on his face and he has like no reaction. Yeah.
1: He, he's, he's just like, this is probably normal for him.
0: You got to get out there and give it 110%. You want to play good. That's another... You want to play good. I think we
1: as a team played pretty good tonight. Diablo's like, number one. <laughs> I feel like uh, that's another thing we quoted a lot from this like, give 110%. Just
0: play good and you want to play good.
1: You want to play good. I think we played pretty good tonight.
0: And then, as Elliot is in the changing room, Allison plays a reporter in this world. And kind she, of like a pushy and reporter. There's so many double entendres. Just like, I want to write a big story on you. I bet you have such a big ego after all your games. It's, it's kind of weird. It's, it's
1: so awkward. Like, how did she even get in the changing room? Like, get out I, of here. That's
0: what I want to Like, yeah. she
1: wouldn't even be allowed in here.
0: Very true. Very true.
1: But yeah. And, so... and apparently
0: she's comfortable with him changing in front of her, because when he removes the towel, both of them are in complete shock, because apparently he has, I just imagine it being, like, pinky size. Can,
1: let's not say what <laughs> we imagine it being. It's just micro.
0: Micro sized penis. Let's just say that. Are
1: we allowed to say penis?
0: Of course. No, Micro- we're allowed to say cock.
1: No. I like
0: Schlong. It. Ew.
1: That's enough.
0: <laughs> and of course, Allison is completely like offhanded off. by this, and she's like, "Well, I have to go write a story now. I'll see a, you a, later." A, a, she's itty
1: bitty blur. Like... An itty bitty
0: blur. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh God.
0: And she's totally gonna like fr- the news the next day.
1: Oh, and then he is so dumb when he goes to bail out of this wish he can't even get 666 right so it's 999
0: i i wish i would have seen those articles like that that front cover of the newspaper diablo superstar elliot richards has has a little something up his sleeve (laughs) or something like that i don't know
1: is as tall as elliot richards is he comes a little short
0: (laughs) okay that's better that's better (laughs) so of course he realizes that his basketball persona was too dumb. He goes completely on the other end. His next wish, I wish I was smart. I wish I was sophisticated. I wish I was intelligent. Knew about just a little about I, I, Everything. I, I knew I, about
1: everything. I know about like everything. Sound good. Sound
0: good. Sophistication. I don't, I don't know if I said that already. Oh, and I want to be large. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, um, I like to be like, not practically joke large, but like puts up a fist like, Mm. Mm. yeah (laughs) and give me me something and i want allison to fall head over heels in love with me so at first Uh. so at first this seems like the more normal like and it's pretty dragged out i wouldn't say that this is like the slower part of the movie it's definitely the most intentionally not zany part of the movie
1: oh yeah he's just like it's
0: way more nicely mannered it's nicely toned it goes on for a while this is probably
1: almost think that you know what i compare this one to yeah this is like that episode, I, it's probably Treehouse of Horror Simpsons, where it starts to rain donuts, right, as Homer <gasps> uh, leaves. Ah,
0: that's a great comparison, yes. So
1: it seems perfect. Yes. Everything seems perfect. There's just something off about it.
0: He, uh, well, you know, well, no. I mean, Allison is like, thinks he's charmingly.
1: there's no wish that it ends up being perfect, but yeah. this so far seems like, Ah, everything is smooth. Everything is going well.
0: Allison finds them charming. They're hitting it off very nicely. Everything is going quite well. Until he decides to take her back to his bedroom. And in the bedroom, waiting for Elliot, is another one of his co workers playing his gay partner in the bed, saying, Where have you been, mister? How dare you? And he's like, Oh my God. He's trying to clear his name to Allison. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. And then he asks them, like, some question, like, who was in the cast of this very, one play? Very
1: stereotypical gay yeah. person of the 2000s. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. He, like, names every single member of that play. And he's like, I assume you mean the original cast because it was remade in 19-whatever-whatever starring da 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 And then, I am gay! He's, like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm gay! he's like, I can prove it to you. Kiss me right now, Allison. He, the guy goes, oh, how dare you? <laughs> Will you shut up,
1: bitch? <laughs> and then the romantic music cues up as they're kissing, and then it just stops kiss. immediately, and he goes. You hear the record
0: <laughs> screeching. I'm gay. Yeah, okay, I'm it was gay. nice Have meeting night. you. Have Hi, good bye bye. Yep.
1: And then, of course, he bails out of that real quick. <laughs> now I don't
0: know if you noticed that he, like, you know, he 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 sits down on the bed. But let's go into a little bit of the deleted scenes of this film before we carry on.
1: Oh, was there a deleted scene in this uh, Wish? Yeah,
0: because right before it blasts back to. Reality, so mm. to speak. The devil comes in as a maid. Oh, and then,
1: right. I always forgot about this.
0: It's sort of the first wish within a wish, because literally in that uh, intelligent Elliot kind of personality, he says, Okay, now I wish I was a rock star. And we watched this deleted scene recently because we now own this movie on DVD. And it's a deleted scene that I'm happy that they cut because it was too vile, kind of uncomfortable. It wasn't funny. And it kind of just brings the whole intention to a, a screeching halt like why would he want to become a rock star at that I, point I you know
1: what I feel like it was I, like I'm just talking out of like what I think mm-hmm. I feel like they probably just wanted to try a bunch of wishes and if there's an extra one to see if it worked better than another one you know what I mean like yeah. they were able to cut this one and make it work like ah uh, it was just in short it was just not good it was just like rock star swearing a lot and then like ODing yeah, and all the stuff I feel like It it was good. They cut it, and yeah, it was. Yeah, that would have been the only time in the whole movie where a wish was done within like a wish was made within a wish
0: yeah which is fine with that i know we questioned that before but but imagine things were going well for elliot in a wish and then he's like all right i guess my next wish was uh you know like he had that he had that he had that pager is almost like just like a like break the glass in case of an emergency kind of thing you know like you know just use it as almost like a contingency if things didn't work out so if things did work out i guess he's allowed to wish within a wish but. but
1: like i guess like he it's it's
0: noticeably a cut is what i'm trying to say he he's on the bed it should just have him just taking out the pager like here we go again
1: what i I didn't ever notice it as too much of a cut like it was a noticeable cut in that scene yeah i would have thought it was weird that a wish was made within a wish but i never really thought that he would kind of know the devil but yeah there's that one point in the sensitive one where um, Elizabeth Hurley like comes up with two big dogs in a bikini, and she's like, oh, "They're just devils. Come on!" And then like she's for She's a she's
0: always kind of integrated. She's also a cheerleader oh, in yeah, the like, basketball like, one. She's in the yeah.
1: background of almost everyone. I she's not in the sophisticated one, but that's the scene they cut out of her as the, the maid. Yeah, I yeah. never really noticed that before.
0: It's, it's interesting. Before I, I carry on, I, I mentioned it before about um, how I felt like the colombian drug wish was almost like the one that had the most thought into it now not that i'm saying that all the other wishes fall short compared to that one i just felt like the sensitive one was so short and so efficient that i'm like i'm okay with it but i kind of just wish it it almost felt like a sketch like you'd see on like saturday night live or something like that there was something so locked down and so like kind of one location almost Mm -hmm. with the basketball one i would have been fine having like another extra five minutes let's just say five minutes of just establishing more of his fandom status because all it is is just the basketball court then the changing room then that's it like i felt like the sophisticated smart uh elliot was again another one that felt a little bit more fleshed out but that all felt like it was intentional building up to like a screeching halt Mm. of like a oh god it was going so well kind of thing and of course she had to fuck it up somehow the devil fucked it up somehow yeah, yeah. yeah So as we carry on, Elliot thinks, I've been thinking too much about myself. I want to be, how did he word it? Like, I want to do something so amazing for, like, everybody. So that maybe Allison will respect me for who I, I am of doing it to everybody as a society. Or in this case, a country. So he stands up in a saluting manner and says... I wish I was the president of the United States.
1: But of course, he never specified which president. He
0: just broadly said, I wish I was the president of the United States.
1: He probably meant like a new president.
0: Yeah. Because what happens? He's Abraham Lincoln. And and (laughs) he takes one look in the mirror. No, no, no. But like,
1: not only is he president Lincoln, he's headed to the play. Like right away, his
0: immediate reaction: We're going to a play.
1: Couldn't we just see a movie? (laughs) They're like a what? A what? (laughs) A what?
0: He sits down in the mezzanine and he's trying immediately try to get his pager. This this is the shortest uh, wish ever. He's trying to get his pager. He's trying to get out of there as soon as possible. The
1: worst that the devil came up with, because you know, like she's just trying to get him to use up his wishes, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, oh yeah, I'll make you the president for like two seconds.
0: Yeah we're at the mezzanine and mezzanine. then and then what happens
1: uh john wilkes booth shows up with his little revolver revolver <laughs> yeah gun yeah, yeah. and of course he, uh elliot is just like hold on one second nine nine oh wait no <laughs> six 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 okay shoot me and then it
0: immediately cuts back cuts out. it's funny how this is the one point where it just feels like elliot's back to his like normal life like the devil is not here he's just he just is back to work
1: oh and he doesn't even like makes well, me feel like he's starting to look like transition him like he's not as nerdy looking as before he's not wearing glasses anymore
0: he kind of stands up for himself a little bit at the office when that guy was <laughs> heckling him for being late yeah but I, I think i i i'm just more thinking was there something like in between those scenes that they just cut it out
1: i feel like it's not so much that they cut out scenes before i think it's just to show he's changing as a character and he's he knows the devil's situation now where she's just ruining his wishes and he's getting upset. Yeah. And because she shows up as a, basically a computer virus. In his, his computer. In his computer at work. And
0: to everybody around the office, they're just looking at him yelling at a black screen.
1: And let's talk about what they're yelling about.
0: Yeah. So she said you have one more wish left and then. Elliot says, wait a minute, no, 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 I have two more wishes. So they try to sum it up. I was the-
1: Colombian drug cl- lord. Colombian
0: drug lord, the sensitive man, the basketball player.
1: The most uh, intelligent man.
0: The most intelligent man, and then the president the of the United president. States. But then the devil said, you forgot about the Big Mac and Coke. Yes. And then he argues saying, no- like and I get where he's coming from. That was before they signed the contract. the The, the Big yeah. Mac and Coke was more of just a demonstration. I feel before the like sign, the signed it. They signed have it.
1: Counted, that but, should
0: not have counted. But honestly, but who can you argue against the devil, anyways?
1: About that first wish, something I wanted to talk about was: I wonder if every client of the devil makes their first wish something like a throwaway wish. Oh, I wish that. I was on top of the Statue of Liberty right now or something like that.
0: It's just another evil conniving way for her to just want to ruin his life and to make it unfair.
1: Could you imagine like there's so many ways a wish could go wrong. Could you imagine if you're like, oh, well, I've never been to Paris. I wish I was in Paris right now. Then she's like, okay, let's drive to the airport. You buy a ticket then you fly there. It's yeah. the same thing, you know what I mean? Of course, like, yeah. It's like...
0: One one criticism I had about that scene was that, you know, the whole office is watching him just yelling at a computer screen. I'm surprised he wasn't fired. And that would have actually added a little bit more of a low. Well, no, he just stormed off and left. He tells one of the guys to shut up or whatever, but... That would have been a great moment for him to actually just like stick up to his like all those coworkers. I know at the very end they were making fun of him and doing like an impression, and all he did was just grab one of them and go, "Nice talking to you. It's a bit juvenile the way they handled that, but I wish he would have just like hit that low point where he's fired and he lashes out at those coworkers finally because like he's got nothing to lose now, but that would have added more of a low point to his character, so I kind of wish that that kind of that, that that's the reason why the devil wanted him to be angry about that lack of a wish that he was supposed to get there yeah. should have been like a, a consequence for that just another way to kind of hate the devil just a bit but that's just me but and then it cuts to <laughs> i love the way he's wording it elliot's in church and he's just he he's like i just really want to speak to god like i don't need to speak to you the minister i just really need to talk one-on-one with the god and the priest is played by uh bill murray's brother i'm forgetting his name but he's in almost every movie is he his older brother older brother yeah yeah and the minister's like I can still like help you out just like, you know like you just tell me what your problem tell me is what's yeah up. i yeah. can
1: talk to
0: uh, and then he just lays it all out i last week i sold my soul to the devil for seven wishes and she's saying that the big mac and coat counts as a wish but i don't think it does and i don't think that's fair and then it just hard cuts to him getting arrested
1: <laughs> i always thought that wasn't fair because i thought that I know he's not in a confessional, but he's like confessing something almost, but like I don't think they're actually allowed to like tell anybody what you confess, yeah. unless you're harming you're going to harm someone. like if yeah. you confess that you're going to do something terrible, they're allowed to call the police.
0: Well, maybe because he said it was absolutely crazy that maybe they're like, "We got to get this guy insane, out of here." But... Yeah, yeah. that's the joke because you sound insane, yeah, and as he's shoved into a jail cell by a police officer who happens to be the devil. She says you just need to kind of learn a lesson about this. It's almost like he's given a time out in yeah. a way to learn about something. And inside the cell is a man, just his cellmate, played by
1: first think they say his name.
0: I don't think they really said his name. They but I the actor's name is uh, Gabriel Casalis, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Okay. This guy get, lays out just like a very nice life lesson about the fact that like your soul doesn't belong to the devil. It belongs to God. And you you're gonna be learning a lot of good things and a lot of bad things in life. And it's all about your choices in life that really make your make who you really are. Mm-hmm. It's like the fr- it was a really nice moment, actually. And it's definitely subtle and implied that this is God who he's yeah. talking to.
1: I like that um, when I was growing up, I'm just relating it because it's another like somewhat religious movie that I watched growing up. But it was Bruce uh, Almighty. Oh, yeah. It kind of reminds me of it again, where like, oh, shit, what's his name? Jim Carrey? No, God and. In-
0: oh, uh, Morgan Freeman
1: morgan freeman having a black god i love it i and, oh, but yeah. i feel like that's like a, a 2000s thing
0: oh yeah because when
1: i saw this movie i had seen bruce almighty already and i was like oh it's god like it's nice it, that
0: things are just nicely it's diverse just funny yeah, how yeah. They,
1: they do it in both but like totally the devil is a woman in this and god is a black man
0: i love that it's actually a different take of the devil like i don't it's really rare in movies where you see like you you picture like the stereotypical the devil with horns and red and all that stuff but like,
1: like a man with like a sinister smile and he's wearing yeah. a suit or something like that well, like, i mean there is they even made a show about that too i forget what it's yeah. called
0: uh, i don't know what show oh lucifer sure sure this one it's a bit it's a different take on that devil character even though it is very tongue-in-cheek i just like how there is like that kind of like contrast in this movie between a very tongue-in-cheek devil who's kind of seductive and mischievous but then you got this guy that's sort of like this guy that likes to hang around in the background and just sort of give like really meaningful things to people and he's just sort of he's, he just seems like a chill guy and
1: like he seems like, a, like an there's awesome also chill something guy to, there's also something to be said about the fact that he only like shows up in the movie at elliot's lowest point yes yeah,
0: because yeah, that's when you kind of turn to the hand of God just for some help. And mm-hmm. and after when Elliot spends the night in the jail cell, he comes to some self reflection. Yeah, yeah. And he goes back to the nightclub.
1: And this is what I was saying earlier about how he sees the nightclub when he's there for the first time. Everything is very, uh, what do you call it? Very attractive looking and trying to like give him that sense of security. So that he'll sign the contract. But now he's signed the contract. And he's kind of on the bad side of Lucifer right now. Like the, the devil. Yeah. And when he enters the the club for the second time. It's really creepy. There's like... There's, Body
0: organs on screen. Like a dissection. Like an there's operation. Like, there's a
1: gross thing that's happening on, sc- on the TV screen in the big club. Yeah. And it just seems really eerie. And it's the middle of the day as well. It just seems very
0: odd it seems off yeah it seems, it seems very Weird, off. like yeah you
1: know that it's not as it's not like someone's trying to like sell something to you anymore they have you they can show their true colors a little bit more
0: it's interesting i really thought of it that they, way but that's a good touch
1: a lot creepier in this scene and yeah. it's only shown for like two seconds
0: mm-hmm. and then when uh the elliot confronts the devil again he comes to this realization that i don't want to finish off my wishes i have one more wish left but i don't want to use it and he says that my whole life i've been wishing i was this i was wishing i was that but really i like what his whole philosophy that he learns is that is that it's not about how you get there in life it's about the journey in between and how you discover yourself
1: He can't just have that prize of i wish i had this and have it yeah he wants to just get there himself
0: exactly and I don't know if it's just the makeup or something like this, but there's. I found Elizabeth Hurley generally kind of intimidating in the scene when she starts to really boil up and show her true colors of being evil well, by saying, I... You better sign the contract. Because she even is says, she like...
1: You better sign the contract. Or, or, sorry, sorry.
0: You better make your last wish, is oh, what I meant to say. You better make your last wish. You better yeah. make your last wish. She's like, I may look all sweet and innocent, but I have a dark side of me that you don't want to see. And I was kind of like, Ooh, like it's. There's some tension building as well with the music. And when he refuses, she literally becomes Satan himself. Like a giant, red, fiery, brimstone flames all around. It is hell. She's like, you're going to go to hell if you don't make your last wish. She's, like, threatening him. And Elliot makes the most noble, redemption-worthy wish, saying, I wish that Allison has a happy life. Yeah. And And then when you think, she's like, oh, great. And then he falls, what you think is, like, to his death. It just, like, goes to white. And he just, like, wakes up on these on this like nice staircase the and stairs
1: of a courthouse
0: stairs of a courthouse and he's all like confused like what's going on and she's like well i don't know if you read the contract
1: nobody ever reads the contract
0: no one ever reads this but like there's a little bit of a loophole in there where if you make some sort of noble selfless wish it breaches the contract and you, you keep your soul and he's all ecstatic yes i can keep my
1: soul it's awesome. funny i i always remember i can't remember which one of my sisters said this but they said that, why doesn't he just, like, sign the contract again, make another six wishes, and then <laughs> do a redemption wish, and then just keep going? But I feel like at this point, he realized none of the wishes are going to turn out. No. This, it's just not even worth it.
0: She even offered him seven more, and she's he's like, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's done. Yeah, but it's nice with okay, I know that it's, they don't want to go all out to make her so evil, but even that she was like, I want to let you lay in on a little secret that, like, it, the, everything is almost like a gray area
1: yeah like good
0: evil it's all meaningless it's just you, you find that in, on earth you know yeah it's all about you making your choices and it was nice to see him say you're the best friend i've ever had
1: but it's fine to say that but it's also kind of sad it just shows like how lonely and sad he was yeah and then he finally has the courage to just talk to allison
0: and like in, to in me, person to, well, he did it already, but he handled it so much better than in the oh, but bar. it like was so awkward in the bar the first time. Yeah, in the time. beginning, yeah. he's just
1: like his awkward little self, but then this is him at the end of the movie where he's like taking he a had, stab at it. He had wished to be with her all these different times, and she's never herself, and she's always a yep. different character.
0: And all he needed to do was just be himself and just take a stab at it and just ask her out. And he handled it so well. It's such a well written scene. It's so believable. Like, he goes up to him. Hey, how you doing? Oh, she's like, I'm great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. No, I'm exaggerating. I'm good. You know, just like a nice little thing. Hey, you know, so I don't really know you that often or really I, know you I, that I well. know
1: know that well and you don't know me. You seem
0: like an interesting person. I was wondering if maybe you want to get together. Maybe we have a shot to hit it off. And she's like, oh, that's so sweet, but I'm actually with someone. And he just, instead of just letting that kind of take you down, like that regret rejection, fills it in right away with a compliment. Oh, well, of course you're with somebody i mean and but by any chance if it doesn't work out and i like how he doesn't say well i'm here but he, yeah. but she knows she's like oh oh yeah yeah like okay that's yeah It's she funny. she gets it but then she's like it was nice meeting him it was great talking to you but like he handled it so well he handled it as perfection it was literally perfection it's
1: funny that you think that that's, that's okay but i feel like if somebody said that to me like oh if you're if it doesn't work out with Cody, just, like, hit me up. I, I would be just, like, awkward about that. I'd be like, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave now. Like, I, I think I would react weird to that.
0: But he didn't say it, which made it a little bit better. The... He
1: implied it. So it's fine. It works. Yeah. But I feel like that's it's also just a little weird.
0: It didn't seem out of place from how he was approaching her to begin with, you know? Like, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't seem out of left field. It didn't seem, you know, outrageous or something yeah. like that. Like, I, I felt like they handled it
1: quite well. And isn't it funny to uh, just rewind a little bit in the movie where him and the devil are going through her diary? Don't you think she knew she was with someone? Don't you think the devil knew Allison had a boyfriend? Because a... when they went to the apartment, it, it wasn't to find out if she was with anyone. It was to find out what kind of guy she wanted to be
0: with it's an interesting point yeah it's like she she, she always she, like, probably have known yeah she, she was she taken would have
1: known but she, you wouldn't care You're yeah like, my client wants to be with her let's find out what she likes
0: for sure and then even just not even the confidence of going up to allison was a great character building moment for elliot he finally stands up to those jerks in the office they all back down away from him and it's just like, yay. You know, it's just, it's simple. It's cliched. And it's kind of almost juvenile the way they handled it. And
1: he's like a but different, <laughs> happy person.
0: Yeah. Riding on his bike home up the streets of uh, San Francisco. Do you
1: see someone's carrying their bike up the hill, but he's going up it? Yeah. He's very happy. Yeah.
0: And a scene straight out of, uh, I want to call out a movie for ripping off Bedazzled. But just like five, the uh, spoilers for anybody who's ever seen 500 Days of Summer. Just that whole lesson that Joseph Gordon-Levitt learns that he doesn't get summer at the end. Who does he mean at the end? Autumn. Autumn. Oh, what a nice cute touch! It's like he kind of got his wish, but like it's a different form. But it's like kind he he's he, he, he stopped. But, but different. But he stopped looking, and that's where usually in life when you find the one for you,
1: it's not the same actress in the end that looks different in in Bedazzled. At the end of it, it's like the same actress who played Allison, but she's a different character
0: that's what i mean it's but the idea that like he kind of got what he wanted out of the end ish like that that feeling of like that person that you wanted but it's it's a it's exactly what you wanted i think you know what i mean like i don't i don't know how to describe it but like i I just felt like when i watched 500 days of summer there was like like something feels oddly familiar
1: i feel like you maybe missed the point because i think at the end of 500 days of summer it's to show that he hasn't grown as a person, and he's just jumping into another relationship. That not, one, not
0: the theme, and not the arc. The idea that, like, even though you didn't get the girl of your dreams, you got almost like a
1: oh knockoff.
0: And I don't want to say knockoff, well, but an like
1: knockoff. Um, the al- cousin of it.
0: The the cousin, the alternative version of what you wanted. Yeah, initially slightly different slightly different that's what i was getting at instead of summer it's autumn instead okay. of instead of allison it's n- nicole
1: Nikki, or whatever her name yeah, is yeah. she's
0: all spunky and really nice and she's really likable right off the bat she's like a new she, neighbor She she's she, she,
1: she, the way he, the way he was in the beginning of the movie The the nerdy
0: kind of yeah but like yeah, yeah. But
1: not nerdy just like super spunky and yeah. talking really fast and i like that he asks her if she has any sisters and she's like no just, just brothers. Well, because
0: right away, Elliot's like, "Wow, you're so oddly familiar." Like, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hi. Like, she she just moved into the building. Like, she's like the new I neighbor. Doubt
1: she'll keep that apartment long. Oh they no, hit it off way too well. Yeah, they
0: hit it off right away. They had the same similarities with the, stu- the stereo system, and she he offers to help him help her out when she moves in. And yeah, the ending shot is it's them like hitting dating dating it off right away, dating right away. And I like the little touch here where god and the devil are playing chess and when the devil's like hey look at over there look at and them it's, I didn't and even she, she like she like moves around the chess pieces and then they giggle about it it's, oh, yeah. it's a he nice lo- touch he's like,
1: turns his back and she's moving her, she's cheating while he's not looking
0: hey it's time to bring up lost because that's what i do on this program I, yeah I, it,
1: it's another thing she's playing the black and he's playing the white or oh, were you just about to say that yes sorry <laughs> that's what she
0: does audience this oh, is what i live never. with
1: i get to the point much faster than cody you're welcome
0: uh, <laughs> another 80 years of this
1: oh god <laughs> don't put a limit on my life please
0: <laughs> no the the whole the whole idea is that in lost like that the whole the whole show is basically like a two sides one is light one is dark and that comes into play in the last season so
1: it just, is a, an interesting touch that they do.
0: I just have to name drop the show because that's what I do on this program. Do you
1: do that in every episode?
0: Pretty much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the like, sub, subliminal messages, watch lost, watch lost, watch lost. lost watch, watch lost,
0: watch lost, watch lost, watch lost, lost. Yes, lost, lost, lost. lost yes.
1: He's only made me watch it once. Surprising. I, I liked it, it <laughs> was fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, so then when it realizes that like Elliot and his new girlfriend Nikki have personalities I like the last touch where he drinks from the carton and she hogs the covers
1: I feel like I fit into her category of hogging the covers yeah I just want to photoshop your but face over her what are, what's your <laughs> flaw? do you have a flaw? Uh,
0: leave this toilet seat up
1: you don't actually even do Oh, that. oh,
0: oh I leave the lights on
1: yes okay okay I hug the covers, Cody wastes electricity <laughs> <laughs> that evil laugh
0: I love it I like I like things that light up my life. Why do you think I have you around? He. He's
1: so, so sweet.
0: And or corny. Wait. And corny. I, yeah, that's what I meant to say. And again. corny.
1: So. uh
0: No, no, you said sweet. Everybody got that. Oh, Everybody hear that? That's good. <laughs> well, Veronica, that was bedazzled. So in conclusion, just final wrap ups. What is it about this movie that you love so much that we always seem to come back to every so often?
1: Honestly, I'd seen it, like, from when I was a kid to now. I think I just like how zany the wishes are, and, like, it's it's a fun movie where you get to step into many different stories. It's not just one.
0: It's almost like a showcase of Brendan Fraser's acting abilities, because he does have, like, range in this, too. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Would you say that this is a romantic comedy, or is it just kind of transformed into just a silly comedy? Even though that romance is kind of the backbone okay. behind it.
1: It's not so much the backbone. I think it's like the drive. It's the drive of the movie is mm-hmm. the romance. But it's not so much a romantic movie. I feel like it's just like somebody's like journey. It's a, what do you call it? It's not like, you know how you could say it's coming in a coming of age. He's coming into his own in this. Yeah. He starts off as like a nerdy, unlikable character, borderline cringy and he ends up being like a fleshed out person who's not a doormat anymore and is not going to take any shit from uh co-workers that are being rude to him he's just gonna be himself and he gets rewarded by finding someone who's actually interested in him and i don't know it's it's just because he met somebody at the very end and it hit it hit it off doesn't make it a romantic comedy but i guess it it could fall in that category. It's hard to categorize.
0: But the devil, like Elizabeth Hurley, they almost they almost seem like they are coming off a little bit romantically. Oh, I
1: guess. And they do make out a couple like once at least. Yeah. So I guess uh, she kind of fills in for the romantic role. So yes, it is a romantic comedy, but...
0: It has the front of a romantic comedy, but it's a lot more sillier and a lot more of like a subversion of the typical formula that even at the time this movie came out, like 2000... A lot of those romantic comedies that you showed me, like Legally Blonde and you know uh, Bridget Jones' Diary, they were just starting to come out and come into their own and create this sort of like formula of a feel-good comfort movies that all and, like, all, woman, even... all woman all women just like to come together and just like warm up, uh, get, cuddle under a blanket and be like, I want to feel good and watch this movie it's tonight. Funny
1: that you didn't even mention like one of my favorite ones. Which one was that? Thirteen Going on Thirty Beach. Oh sure. I mean there's so it's many to count. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so many there's so many of those to count. We should probably mention something. A lot of our audience members, or at least some, I hope, <laughs> if they are knowledgeable, are probably wondering about the original from nineteen sixty seven.
1: It's funny, I was gonna say that it's actually not its own standalone movie. It's a remake.
0: It's a remake. And you and I have seen the trailer for it. I don't know if it's mismarketing, but it didn't look as funny. However, Dudley uh Oh my god, I'm forgetting his name. Um, Dudley Moore. Sorry, Dudley Moore was actually a really famous, like, actor-writer back then. He was in the original Arthur that eventually would be remade with uh, uh, Russell Brand. Okay. Uh, He puts a lot of heart and care in his characters, and i just wonder what it would have been like like again it's just, it might be a thing of its time honestly i really wish i would have watched this before the recording of this but now that we've seen this movie so many times i wouldn't actually mind popping in the original one day just as a nice compare and contrast you know oh, yeah. who knows what like if there's things that be, be, there might be things that are good in it you know I like feel better like it
1: would be really hard to go from the brendan fraser version to the original yeah because like I mean, it's newer. It's the one we grew up with, and it's. I feel like they probably improved so many things.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll check it out one day. We'll pop it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, like what I said before about Bedazzled is that um, it's cinematic candy to me. It doesn't take a lot of thought to get into it. It's one of those things where, like, I feel like I'm on vacation. when it comes when i watch it where it's just like i don't have to get into it so much it's not a deep movie there's just enough of a of a cute zany silly story to keep my interest it's cool that there's a bit of like a lesson and a coming of age thing to it in terms of just like if you're like a hopeless romantic there's something you can get out of it i like the variety that's in the film as well it's a film. It's it's a highly watchable film. Like it, it's a it, really
1: fun movie. It's like, a
0: it's a fun movie. If like you're with your date and that movie's on, and even if you've had a few drinks, pop it on. You'll you'll have a lot of fun watching. You don't
1: it. need to drink to enjoy this movie, though.
0: No, <laughs> not a lot of movies need to have that depth to it that I try to crave for. Of just like with my taste in cinema, sometimes. I'm, I can just be like what I call a normal person uh, and not a film I brand. You, you? No, no, you're a normal person. A, nor, a normie is someone who just, just like his bare bones, like just has like bland taste. A normal person uh, is someone that's like, I like to watch movies because I like to watch movies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like to watch films because I like to dissect and to like relish into every aspect of film. Like, but like, I don't like to do that all the times. All the time? All the time. Mm. All the times.
1: Yeah, it's it is sometimes hard to watch movies with you, and I'm just like, just turn your film brain off. Just watch this with me. How dare you? You know, it's really (sighs) hard sometimes. I want to just, or I want to get you into a show, and you're just like so hesitant. But I, I mean, I'm hesitant. Shows take
0: investment.
1: I, you know what? (laughs) They do, but you get more out of them, I think.
0: Well, here's one question I'll ask you before we wrap everything up. If they ever made Bedazzled into a television show or a miniseries, would you be on that in a heartbeat?
1: I don't think it could be a show that would run on for seasons and seasons. Oh, of course not. No, it no. would have to be a miniseries because yes. there's only a certain amount of wishes and you that, get. Imagine
0: the wishes are Fallout episodes. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Get on this, people. You've remade shit all the time. Remake bedazzled it into a mini series. Do it. Do it. I do love it
1: when they do that. Like, I, I don't even know any examples, but like, when they turn a show into a mini series.
0: Hell yeah. I mean, there's potential there. Oh, yeah. Because like, I, I, I can I complain that there's just enough in the film that, like, there's potential there to flesh things out into a show.
1: I feel like the very first episode, the way it would work would be like meeting the devil, all the things, show his sad life mm-hmm. and how what he wants to improve and everything and the very like near the end like he meets the devil he has the first wish of like a throwaway wish like a coke and a burger but then the very first wish happens and then he wakes up as a Colombian Colombian drug lord just say it's the same movie but in a show and then he like wakes up as a Colombian drug lord looks in the mirror he's like (gasps) and then like looks outside and he's like yay that would be the end of the episode and then the next episode it would be the whole episode as the Colombian drug lord. That's It would a good like idea. end as a cliffhanger of the first episode.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. Like every episode would almost end with him t- dialing 666. Is yeah, that what you're saying? it's like, like
1: he could almost make the wish for the next episode at the end of every episode. I'm just talking about the mix
0: first. it up. But mix it up mix, though. Mix yeah, it yeah. up. I feel yeah, like yeah.
1: the pilot would have to end with something good. It couldn't end on the the fries. And the burger, because that doesn't no. really show anything. Yeah. It has to show something.
0: I, I like that. Let's write it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and God. pitch it and make it into a full-length miniseries. Uh, I you, love that. <laughs> I'll just give
1: you ideas from the
0: sidelines. Hey, I'll, so be it. Well, my lovely Veronica, thank you so much for coming on to my show.
1: Uh, no problem. Anytime.
0: <laughs> Ooh, anytime. I'd love for you to come back and watch a film that we either equally love or equally hate. As I don't the saying want, goes, I don't
1: want to bash any movie I'm good.
0: You just like to praise. you like the love.
1: I like to talk about good movies that I like.
0: All right, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you again, my wonderful little audience. My beautiful audience my my beautiful audience. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to click subscribe, leave a comment and leave a like, and definitely check out content on so to speak. and I'll see you on the next one oh shit, I have to go clear up all those pictures of Elizabeth Hurley in my bedroom. Hang on. Oh god, Veronica's gonna find out. I forgot.
1: Oh shit! Oh shit!